Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Thanks for joining me again today on the Aging Fearlessly program. You know, I love bringing you guests that can really educate us, motivate us and inspire us. And I happen to hear uh, this gentleman who's with me today, Dr. Patrick Coleman, speaking at a function recently. And he was speaking about um, health issues, but people not... um, setting down in concrete what they want to happen in their lives because sometimes in our lives things just happen and we might be unable to speak, unable to do the things that we wanted and and our family and friends don't know um, what our wishes are. So today, the theme for today is your wishes. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you very much for having me, Karen. You're welcome. I, know, I just love having you here. And um, I know you think that we won't be able to understand your Irish accent, but your accent will be absolutely perfectly understood. We're used to multicultural people in this world. Excellent. So, Patrick, um, the issue today, let's tell me a little bit about the issue. I oh, I should tell people first who you are. You are a general physician, specialist in nephrology and hypertension. And so, have I got it correct? Is there anything else I need to add? You you know, I just know you was Dr. Patrick. That's it. So, Patrick, tell me about the issue that we're going to discuss today, your wishes. Essentially, um, you may or may not be aware that last week was World Dying to Know Day. Ah, I didn't. And so, uh, you know, 100% of us are going to die. And You sure? I uh, thought I was going to live forever. Well, I did a bit of research on this and, yeah, it's 100%. Oh, definitely. It's not even 99.9. I'm not the, the point one that's going to survive. Okay, that's sad. And uh, essentially 75% of people never tell anyone what their end-of-life wishes are, mm. um, which is... You know, leaves 25% that, uh, you know, communicate what uh, their wishes are um, in their final weeks or months. Yep. But, uh, you know, it leaves a huge void. Um, 45% of people die without a will. Intestate. And I have talked to other people on my community TV program last year about this and just the problems that that leaves those of us that are left behind. Totally, totally. Um, and, you know, another, another statistic, I guess, I guess is that uh, 70% of people express a wish to die at home. And only 14% of those actually die at home. Well, that's a sensitive sub- subject in our house because my dad wanted to die at home, but it just got to the point where we couldn't look after him properly. Of course. And, you know, it's not always possible. But if, 
if something can be done to facilitate uh, people dying the comfort of their own home, then it's it's uh, it is frequently possible to arrange it. But unless we know, we can't arrange it. Being a doctor, you must see this regularly, yeah? So, basically, uh, I'm on a general physician roster at Manly Hospital. And I'm on call every Monday and every fifth weekend. And so, all the medical admissions that present through the emergency department on those days Mm -hmm. come in under my care. Yeah. And it really is quite commonplace to have people brought to the emergency department from, say, home or aged care facilities where they are unable, they are too unwell to communicate their wishes to us. Yep. Um, And their family or next of kin um, or their enduring power of attorney don't really know what their wishes are. Yeah, and that's sad for the person and it puts members of the family in a a tricky position. I know that when my dad died last year, you know, we had power of attorney for him and for my mum and we've redone them all since dad died. Uh, You know, we had to redo mum's wills. We had to do an enduring power of attorney and just power of attorney Uh, between four of us in the family so that any one of us at any time can step in and help out. And we also know what's going on for her. But you're very much in the minority. And that surprises me, Patrick, because we're not, you know, it does surprise me that more people don't take responsibility and do this. Well, you know, nobody nobody likes to to talk about death. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to contemplate their own demise, mm-hmm. um, and so you know it's a, it's a it's a difficult subject to 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 broach. Um, Adele Horan uh, was a journalist in the Sydney Morning Herald, and uh, she had a, a weekly column um, until a few years ago. And she, in 2012, she published uh, an article uh, entitled. Uh, a tough conversation worth having. And that's the one that you brought along for all of us yes. at the dinner. Yes. And I was reading that this morning and I've highlighted a few points in there. So, but go on. Well, you know, basically she just highlights the point that, uh, you know, her mother at that stage was 84 years of age and that uh, she wanted to make sure that herself and her siblings... Um, were up to speed with what her mother's wishes were. Mm. Um, were she to, were her health to deteriorate? Were she to suffer a stroke and be unable to to communicate or whatever? And it um, could be, as it says in the article, even a serious accident that just suddenly whips that that part of your life away. Totally, absolutely. So can we come back to this article? You've chosen some songs for me today, and the first one is Clear Water by Kate Fagan. What does that mean to you? Why, why this particular song? Uh, this particular song, because um, Kate Fagan is, um, is from Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, which attracts me to the, to, to, the, to the idea of the song to begin with. Yes. And also I heard her... Um, uh, on Richard Glover's uh, radio show a few years ago. 
and I was just blown away. Conversations with Richard? Yes, and oh. then I... Or is that... Sorry, no, 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 no that's, that's Richard, that's that's Richard, Richard Fadler. Oh, my goodness, sorry. Wrong no, no, Richard. No, no. Wrong, wrong, Two wrong talented Richard. Richards. That's right. <laughs> and basically, I just went on, um, on, on the internet and, and uh, on YouTube, and this song came up, and I just think it is such a beautifully worded song. Um, not surprisingly, she lectures in poetry, uh, I think, at the University of Sydney. So um, her lyrics are very poetic. Totally, totally. Well, let's enjoy this song. It is Clear Water. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. I have with me today uh, Dr. Patrick Coleman, and we're talking about your wishes. And really, it's about a person's wishes so that if they become incapable of making decisions for themselves um, through injury or stroke or anything else, that um, their wishes are known. So, Patrick, why is this so important? The main reason is because it, it, it allows people to express precisely what their wishes are in different circumstances. And even though it's hugely benef- beneficial to their next of kin and so on, the primary focus is the person themselves. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want, certainly as a clinician, is to be subjecting someone to, 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 to medical care that they really don't want to have. You know, some people will turn around to you if they can if they can articulate how they're feeling and they can tell you, you know, they can look you in the eye and say, Doctor, please, you know, I've had a really good life. I'm 94 years of age. Um, I, I, I don't want any more of this. Yeah. Just, just, just leave me. The quality of life is just so depleted, yeah? Absolutely. You know, my own father... Um, Last uh, last February, twelve months ago, um, was approached by a doctor in a hospital in uh, in the south of Ireland, and he turned around to the doctor and he said, "Listen, I'm ninety four years of age. Mm. I, I I've had a good life. Would you ever please just leave me alone?" Yeah. And you know, he he died. He died a few hours later. Yeah. And on his own terms. Yeah, because that's what he wanted. Totally. Yeah. And that was totally appropriate. Yeah. That's what he wanted. He'd, he'd, he was ready. Yeah. It was time. Um, otherwise, if he hadn't been able to communicate that or, or articulate that, he might still be alive today. But would he have any quality of life? Absolutely not. He'd be you know? lying basically in a bed. Totally. Just being cared for, but Absolutely. not really being able to participate in a real in quality life. And, and I'm sure... Yeah. And his wishes would not be adhered to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this article by... Was it Adele Horan? Yes. Um, you know, this, there's a classic case here. Professor Cartwright says, is a daughter who flies in from Melbourne or California and has not seen a mum for 10 years. And the rest of the family and the doctors have agreed to switch off the ventilator because there's no point in prolonging the dying. But out of guilt, out of her own needs, the daughter comes in and says, no, you can't do that. Uh, honestly, Karen, this is a, a commonplace occurrence. 
you must see it, the bedside battles. That's the other the terminology they use. You would see the bedside battles, I'm sure. Of course. Of course. And that must be unpleasant from a doctor's point of view. Well, and also from a nurse's point of view. Um, mm. You know, basically, uh, we're stuck in a situation where we are providing care that neither the patient or the majority of the members of the family uh, want us to provide. Um, the the healthcare providers are are torn mm. because we we feel we we wouldn't want our own parent to be yeah, put to yourself, go through this put yourself in their shoes yeah. yeah totally and so you you know you have one person who's been out of the picture for whatever amount of time mm. and for whatever reason um basically say, you know turns up and says oh no no you must you must do this 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 and this and Really, um, what they are advocating is utterly futile. Yeah. And there is no really, there's really no hope of any meaningful recovery mm. or maintaining any meaningful quality of life. Yeah. And, and I think it all comes back to quality of life, doesn't it? If you, you just wouldn't want to be that way yourself someone just keeping you alive for the sake of keeping you alive. You mentioned in some things, some notes we talked about, you know, that you gave me, that St George Hospital website relating to um, this issue is called My Wishes. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I, I think it's, uh, it's just so appropriate because, you know, I'm here today talking about advanced care plans, but really what that entails is expressing your wishes yeah. and so they couldn't have come up with a better title for their website yeah it is it's it, very heartfelt isn't it totally, it's, totally so i was reading in this adele horan article that there's no particular form that's even needed that you can put it on the back of an envelope totally really just totally yeah, we um, have forms for everything else in this world but you can write that on the envelope Totally. So basically, you know, you there, there are a lot of documents in this domain that are that are very official. So you know, you, your your last will and testament has to be done in in a particular way. Um, if you want to have somebody um, be your enduring power of attorney or um, have power of attorney um, over your affairs. Um, that uh, that entails a, a, a legal pro process mm. um, involving a lawyer, whereas yeah. just outlining your advance care plan and your wishes uh, is purely that. And you know, it's it uh, legally it doesn't carry a whole lot of weight, but no doctor, no no medical health service is 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 going to go against your express wishes. Unless in the rare instance where it's deemed that an advanced care plan perhaps was completed at a time when you were clinically depressed. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but that's very, that's very unusual. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I don't have an advanced care plan. I have a will and I have all my other paperwork, my superannuation, all of that done, all neatly filed away but I don't have an advanced care plan. Oh, Karen, it's overdue. I'll, 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 I'll give you a form. 
Give me a form. I'll give you um, a form. Can you give it to me before I go on holidays this Friday? Of course I can. Of course I can. <laughs> now, before we go any further, there, I'm, I want to play another song that you've chosen for us today, Ellis Island by Mary Black. So this song is particularly resonant for me. It's uh, Not only is it beautifully sung, um, but it's basically it's an Irish wake. Mm. So essentially, at the time of the famine, back in you know eighteen forties, yeah, it was a one way one way trip. So millions of Irish people got on boats, in and sailed off and sailed off into the ocean, never to be seen again. Wow. And that is exactly what this song is about. And it's so, it's so heartfelt. Do you know why I, I ask my guests to choose the songs? Number one, my listeners get variety because otherwise they just get what I like. And number two, the stories behind the, sto- the songs you choose are so interesting. Well, this is a particularly interesting one. Okay, so this is Ellis Island, Mary Black. Welcome back. You're listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. I'm with Patrick Coleman, Dr. Patrick Coleman, at the moment. We're talking about your wishes. And I just asked Patrick um, why so few people have an advanced care plan. Why do you think? Oh, you know, largely um, it's, a, it, it, it's an issue relating to death. I mean, nobody wants to contemplate their own demise um, and neither do their families. Nobody wants to consider the possibility that actually their loved one is one day going to pass on. Um, and, you know, healthcare providers general practitioners, specialists and so on are no different. Yeah. Um, and if it's done properly, it's time consuming. Yeah. You can't you can't just uh just broach this subject over a minute and a half and say, you know, see you later. Um it's 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 more sensitive than that. And so when when you have someone who is elderly uh has multiple medical problems. Mm-hmm. And you're asking yourself, um, would I be surprised if this person was not with us in six months' time? Yeah. And if the answer is, no, I wouldn't be surprised, then it's almost as if you have a responsibility to broach the subject with them and alert them to the fact that, you know, next Christmas might be their final Christmas. Mm. Obviously, neither you nor I has a crystal ball. No. But I think it's important for them and their families to know so that they can plan. And as I said to um, a man's son just about uh, 10 days ago, as they were walking out the door, I said, now, Michael, make sure this is a really good Christmas. And, yeah. you know, they got it 100%. Yeah. And they were totally on board. Yeah. 
Um, that said, the patient in question had already completed an advanced care plan when I spoke to him about it maybe 12 or 18 months ago. Yeah. So, um, you know, they were already on board. But I asked him, I asked this man to come and see me with his, with his, with his family. Yeah. Um, specifically because I had just got copies of his, of his blood test results. And I thought, this is not going in the right direction. Mm. And, you know, he needs to know. His quality of life is okay. He feels okay. But, you know, he's, he's up against it. So obviously you talked to them about having an advanced care plan. I talked to, I would say, somewhere between 50 and 75% of my patients about advanced care plans. Yeah. Um, I tend to email them a copy of the Adele Horn article. Yeah. A, t- a tough conversation worth having. Yes. And I send them the um, Central Coast uh, Health Service document, um, which is basically about, uh, it's, ca- it's called Have a Say in Your Healthcare Advanced Care Planning 2017. And that's from the Central Coast. Yeah. And you can, you, you can literally just Google Have a Say in Your Healthcare Advanced Care Planning 2017 Mm. And it's a 17-page document, and pages 13 to 15 are a, a what blank do you want? advanced care plan. Mm. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Do you have an ag- advanced care plan? Karen, of course I have an advanced care plan. Um, so basically... Uh, but you're only 22. Actually, 23, Karen. 23. 23. Handsome 23. Thank you, Karen. I mean, essentially, a lot of people will ask, oh, you know, is it, are you ever too young to have an advanced care plan? And of course, you're never too young. I'm 51. I've no major health issues. But, you know, I, I could get hit by a bus next week. Absolutely. And they're the things that we don't plan for. Exactly. And so, as far as I'm concerned, if I suffer a significant, say, for argument's sake, a brain injury, mm-hmm where I am unable to recognise or uh, communicate with my seven-year-old daughter and nine-year-old son, Mm -hmm. and really I'm only being kept alive by artificial means, well, in those circumstances, Karen, I don't want to be kept alive. Well, it's very hard on your children at that time, but the longer you're in that situation, I think the harder... It is on them. Of course. And, and losing a parent would never be easy, but at some stage they recover. Of course. But also, you know, amongst your listeners, the, maybe half of them would think, this guy's nuts. And the other half would say, no, 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 I get that. I, I can understand that. I'd, I'd be exactly the same myself. Yeah. And so it's, it's a very, very personal perspective yeah and completing an advanced care plan clearly articulates my wishes they're not your wishes they're not my doctor's wishes they're not my next of kin wishes they are my wishes and unless i document them and unless i put them on you know pen to paper so that everybody knows exactly what my wishes are anything could happen to me yeah it could. Like, as you say, none of us have a crystal ball. No. And 
Well, that's part of the the great part about life, that we don't know what is down the track. But totally. at the same time, like the old Boy Scouts motto, do you know what the Boy Scouts motto is? You're Irish. Be prepared. Of course. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, growing up in Australia, I was a girl guy, but the, the, the Boy Scouts motto is be prepared. And I, I think it is just, you know, it makes sense like a will. And I know listeners talking about this it's a hard subject to talk about and you might say well why am I talking about this as part of aging fearlessly these are things that we just have to put in place and you know I'm an advocate for health and fitness and everything color style all of those things but looking after ourselves is not just how we dress and and how we look or anything else it's also about the things that we are doing in our lives of course. And, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not enough to complete the plan and not show it to anyone. Mm. So basically, uh, my secretary has a copy of my advanced care plan. Mm-hmm. So does the guarantor of, uh, of my will. Yep. Uh, my sister has a copy of my advanced care, care plan. Uh, believe it or not, my children know that I have an advanced care plan and it's in the safe at home. So, you know... And my GP obviously has a has a copy, copy of the advanced yep. care plan. So basically, you know, it's one thing completing the plan; it's another thing making sure that everybody has a copy of the yep. plan. Yeah. Um, you know, in an ideal world, I think that uh, when when we get to a point in life where we're considering taking out um, life insurance, which for most of us, I think, is if and when we have children. Yes. Um, I think that's a golden opportunity. It's almost like a trigger that we consider this possibility or the first time that we complete our will. Yes. That we simultaneously complete an advanced care plan as yes. part of the process or when we're getting our driver's license and yes. we're deciding, do I want to be an organ donor or not? Mm-hmm. Am I going to tick that box or not? Yes. It's a golden opportunity to also consider what would be my wishes if I was involved in a really severe car accident. Yes. Where I was left severely incapacitated, perhaps Mm -hmm. with a brain injury. Mm -hmm. And, you know, three and a half months later, three and a half years, years later, after suffering a catastrophic injury, you know, I'm lying in bed, I get... uh, a life-threatening pneumonia, Yeah. what do I want the doctors to do in that particular circumstance? Yep. Do I want them to bring me into an intensive care unit and stick needles and tubes and in every, revive me. and keep me alive artificially? Or do I want them to just put me in a corner, surrounded my, by my family and friends, and keep me comfortable? Yeah. In the knowledge that... I have not been fulfilling my life plan as I anticipated I would, that I um, that my quality of life is so impaired and has reached a point where, no, I do not want any more medical treatment. I just want to be kept comfortable. Well, my mum, um, and you know I talk about my mum all the time, she's 90 this year. And she's chugging along pretty damn well for a 90-year-old. And, you know, I, I phoned her today and she was down 
watering the garden and doing things that 90-year-old mums might do. And I know that she says, I don't want to live forever. Um, I, I, cause she has milestones all the time. Like recently there was another great-granddaughter born. So that was a milestone. And then there's something else ahead that is another milestone. And she, she sort of works towards those milestones. I think there's a christening in December of the great-niece and it'll be on a ship because her father's in the Navy. And so mum sort of sets herself these, you know, but I say, mum, you'll go a good few more years. She said, Karen, when the quality of my life is over, I don't want to be here. What a sensible person. Yeah, she just, she loves life. She plays bridge. She does all sorts of stuff. But she says, when I can't do those things, I don't want to be here. I couldn't agree with her more. And I don't, she says, I don't want to be a burden on all of you. And she says, I don't want you to have to look after me. It's, um, yeah. You have chosen a song, Capsized, Sarah Harmer. Um, You know... I've been listening to this song for a number of years and I really love it. Um, And I think I know what it's about. You're not quite sure? Well, I have my theories and I've discussed my theories with, uh, with, uh, you know, some people who are probably more clever than I am. Um, But I went on the internet and I googled the title of the song to see could I find the the interpretation of the lyrics. And unfortunately, they're not on Google. So I found something that's not on Google, which is is a feat in itself. But it is a very, very beautiful song. And if it is about what I think it's about, then I want somebody to play it at my funeral. Well, if someone out there does know the meaning of this song, please contact me through my (laughs) Aging Fearlessly Facebook and I will let... Patrick, no. Fantastic. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Patrick, just a moment ago, we were talking about my mum and my mum saying, when my quality of life is over, I don't want to be here. People can, um, I guess, misunderstand that with euthanasia or her asking, you know, that, that someone end her life. Can you sort of talk about that? Because it's exactly not that. A, an advanced care plan isn't like euthanasia. Chalk and cheese. You know, um for a start, I mean, this is a very, very controversial issue, um, and I'm totally happy to um, say outright that I'm personally um, totally opposed to euthanasia. Mm-hmm. I'm a very, very strong advocate of providing very high-quality palliative care services, yeah. which completely obviate the need for euthanasia in 999 percent of cases yes um and so no having an advanced care plan is basically ensuring that your nearest and dearest and your healthcare providers adhere to your wishes yeah it has nothing to do with euthanasia yeah um if your nearest and dearest 
and your healthcare givers are or providers are um, know exactly what your wishes are, they can ensure that your care is provided in a humane, dignified, pain-free manner whilst adhering to what you have, the wishes you have expressed. Yeah. My first experience with palliative care was last year when my dad was ill and he, we had to put him into palliative care in the last three weeks of his life because he was very uncomfortable. Hmm. And, you know, it was actually a, a fantastic place where he was and he was so well cared for, but so were we. Totally. Totally. So really, really good quality palliative care is not providing care to a particular individual. It's much more than that. It's providing care and support to the person who's dying, mm -hmm. as well as their relatives and friends. It, it provides great bereavement support. Yeah and facilitates the whole bereavement process when it's well done. Uh, unfortunately, in this country, even though we have a world-class health system and the palliative care services which we do have available are of a very, very high quality, unfortunately, they're not readily enough available and not mm. widely, widely enough available. I know the doctor that was looking after my dad you know, one day I was worried about something and he took me aside and they had a beautiful room where you could sit down and have a cup of tea and watch telly if you wanted or take, your, you know, I could take Dad out there if I wanted to. They had beautiful sunny areas. But he took me out to this room into the sunshine and he said, you know, this is about you also getting on with your life as well. We are here to look after your dad and to make sure that he's okay, but you have to continue on. And you come here when you can come here and we will be looking after him when you're not here. And the same with my mum, obviously. We turned up one day and they had Dad out in the bed in the foyer with the nurses and they were all laughing and telling stories. They just said, your father just cracks us up, you know. And, and they really looked after him so well when we weren't around and it was nice to see that there was he was getting some pleasure out of the time with other people because he loved people. Of course. Yeah, so course. I don't think they were allowed to have him out in the foyer, but they had him in the foyer anyway. <laughs> Whatever works. Totally. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, Patrick, there's something else I wanted to talk to you about because uh, in my notes here we talk about, you know, retirement villages and, you know, we talk about people moving into retirement villages, downsizing. We talk about um, the right time to make these advanced care plans. And, you know, you and I have discussed that, you know, any age is, you know, probably from 18 on is a good age. I'll come back to that. But we make plans for financial for our future. I encourage people to make a social plan as well. Am I going to travel? How am I going to do this? Because I, I speak to people that go, I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. If you ask me, I... You know, I haven't got enough time to work. I've got so many things I want to do all the time. However, some people struggle to know how to fill the time. So I talk about having a plan for that. 
and the retirement village part of it, moving into a retirement village, a good time to have advanced care and wills in place or review them? Um, some years ago, maybe about 10 years ago, I attend, attended a conference where I suggested that um, anybody who was starting um, dialysis treatment should, uh, should at least, at the very least, be provided with an advanced care plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's only 10 or 15 years ago since, since uh, that suggestion was rebuked at that conference. And here we are, how, how times have changed and how mm. this whole process has moved on. Because now anybody starting any kind of major treatments such as dialysis or treatment for severe heart failure um, are, you know, really are frequently provided or encouraged to complete an advanced care plan. But also... Um, People in, in, in precisely the situation that, uh, that, 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 that you're d- describing, someone who is no longer able to care for themselves in the comfort of their own home and is consequently being admitted to an aged care facility, mm-hmm. you would think that it, it, it would be part and parcel of the process of entering the aged care facility. Yeah, you would. And so, you know, across the Northern Beaches in particular, a lot of the aged care facilities do this. Mm-hmm. You can't force or coerce a patient or a patient's family to complete an advanced care plan. You can suggest. You, but certainly, there's a lot to be said for broaching the subject, raising the issues involved and providing them with some paperwork to encourage them to do it. Because, Karen, honestly, what happens in the hospitals... All hospitals across this country, particularly on weekends when you've got staff in aged care facilities that are not familiar with individual patients mm-hmm. or frequently not familiar with individual patients, the patient or the, 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 the person in the aged care facility, you know, becomes unwell mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, a locum doctor is called in and the locum doctor doesn't know the patient from a bar of soap either yes and the fallback situation the fallback um response is to call an ambulance Mm. and you know there may be an advanced care plan in that patient's file that quite clearly states that If I deteriorate at any time in the future, I want to stay here. I do not want to go to hospital. hospital. Yeah. But time and time again. You see them dragged to hospital. Against their wishes. Yes. And, you know, they've got to the point where they they have a nasty chest infection or urinary tract infection. They're delirious. They are unable to communicate. Mm. They are semi-comatose or drowsy. And... Off we go again. Yeah. It's you see this story, you hear it over and over again. Constantly. Constant craving. Who sang this? Katie Lang. Isn't she amazing? Totally amazing. One of the best voices I've ever heard. Totally. You chose another song too by Joan Armour Trading, but we're not going to get to that today because okay. we're running out of time. But can I just tell you, I love Joan Armour Trading. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. So 
Do you want to say anything about Constant Craving? Oh, the entire Ingenue album is just so, so heart, uh, heart-rending. It's, it's just wonderful. It's fantastic. Do you know one thing I heard about her, how she performs, what she wears? Do you know? Yes, she's always barefoot. Yes. Always. Isn't uh, that amazing? She played Sydney about two weeks ago, and sure enough, she was barefoot. There you go. She was wonderful. She is amazing. So a little bit of constant craving. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. I'm with Dr. Patrick Coleman today, and before we finish, because we're just about up on time, Patrick, how do people go about completing uh, an aged care form, uh, an aged care plan? So, Not an aged care plan, that's not the words. Advanced care Advanced plan. Advanced care plan. Sorry, I need an aged care plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, honestly, it's, it's as simple as getting on the internet. And if you don't use the internet, getting your next of kin, your neighbor, your daughter, your son to log on. Google Advanced Care Plan and a whole stack of them come up. The, the one that I use with my patients is the one from the Central Coast, uh, which is called Have a Say in Your Healthcare Advanced Care Planning 2017. But the Southwestern Sydney Local Health District one is called My Wishes. So you can just Google My Wishes all as a single word and all the information is there. New South Wales Health also has an excellent website um, on this topic. Uh, wouldn't you know, I can't remember the name of it right now. Have you got um, Alzheimer's too? I mean, I, I keep losing my mind lately. Karen, that's, that's why I've completed an advanced care plan. Oh, uh, okay. It can well, be a secret. <laughs> Patrick, I know how pa- passionate you are about this and I'm so pleased. It's not an easy topic, but I'm so pleased you came in to talk to us today about it. You know, we're all afraid of sometimes talking about very delicate situations like this but it's something that has to be talked about so absolutely loved having you here today i know you've given up your time just to be here with me i'm so lucky i'm the lucky one karen (laughs) so thanks again patrick and so i've been speaking with dr patrick coleman today and we've our theme has been my wishes and uh, thank you so much for listening to us and I look forward to chatting to you again in the very near future. Cheers. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains Across oceans wide Live out our dreams Just you and me 
Let your heart be alive. 